Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's finally fucking happened. It has finally fucking happened. There is no trog or log or gur or wane or any guess. Folks, it's just me. It's just Balf. <laughs> Um, for a little context, I think about a year ago now, maybe even more than a year ago, we all agreed, um, to implement a rule when it comes to the podcast that once a month we would record on a set day, the third ish. Sometimes we wait a week because like there won't be enough like days. It would it wouldn't it wouldn't have been enough time. Um but usually the third Saturday of every month we will record rain or shine no matter what. Um and so far that's worked pretty good for us. Um you know not everybody can make it. That's okay, but it's kind of like a we we promised to record at the set time. Whoever's there is there. But I knew in the back of my head that yeah, what if what if uh what if we all get taken out? Um, what then? Well, you're listening to it. Everyone else is either busy or sick. Or preoccupied with something uh, more important. So, on the on the on the uh, on the USS, where do we begin? You know, everyone's doing something else, and it's just me. You know, batting down the hatches. We're going, we're, I'm, I'm the last, I'm the last one left. I'm the sole survivor. We are, you know, we, this is it. It's, this is some mission critical shit. No one, no one is here but me. I'm the only one keeping this shit afloat. So, no one else is here to record but me. So, this is it. This is the Bulp solo cast. Hit it! the fuck am i gonna do i'm i'm here alone god this must this is awkward this is awkward i wonder how awkward it is to be the listener because normally you guys 
you know, there's a conversation and it's bouncing around between all of us. Um, and it's just me. It's just, it's just me. There's way more, uh, way more intimate. There's nowhere, there's no, there's no other reprieve. You're, it's, it's just, it's just me, just my voice. I wonder how this is going to affect, uh, like the uh, affect the popularity of this episode because you know not to toot my own horn i think i'm somewhat popular enough but i wonder if it's just me i wonder how many downloads this episode is gonna have oh man what if it gets no downloads that'd suck (laughs) i so for those of you you know I guess, you know what, I know, I, I, I guess I can, like, kind of talk shop, since it's just me. I was the one who bugged all my friends to start recording this podcast, so I'm, the podcast is kind of my baby. Nobody, legit, no one else wanted to do a podcast but me for, like, the first year. I had to bug everybody to do it, and then they ended up liking it, so then it became a regular thing. But for like a year straight, I had to drag everyone kicking and screaming uh, to record this podcast. Um, and I also took it upon myself to like pay for the hosting and the editing and all of that. Because no one else thought it was a good idea but me. But now it's a great idea. We get tons of listeners. But I do wonder how it's going to affect the numbers because it does matter. Um, the episode's where we get a special guest that uh, isn't normally on, like Scorpy or Holly or someone else. Those episodes tend to do pretty well because we have a special guest that people like. Um, and the episodes, the episodes that are missing a few of the cast members don't usually take much of a hit. But I wonder if it's see if it's just me and the viewer numbers are really low. That would be expected. But if the numbers are the same and it's just me. Oh man. What a great way to stoke my ego. It was none of y'all. It was me the whole time. I'm the funny one. He he he. Turns out if. Alright. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this episode up and we're gonna see how the numbers are. Because if it's just. If 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 it's smooth sailing with me and only me at the helm, oh man, I'm gonna rub it. I'm gonna rub it in their faces. Hey, uh, listeners, uh, do me a favor. Uh, the email theme. Well, no, not email. Don't don't send these to the email. Uh, uh please berate my friends and make fun of them and and guilt them. Uh, into feeling bad um, that they couldn't make it to the podcast. Uh, the next time you see like Trog or Gurr or Wayne Stream, uh, tell them how how dare you? How how dare you leave poor poor old Bob? I'm 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 recording the podcast by myself. But you know, make them feel bad. <laughs> Make them feel bad. Make them make them feel bad that I'm I'm just sitting here alone, talking to myself like a crazy person. I, I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to you. But you know, make make them feel bad for for leaving me alone to do this. Nah, don't do do it, but don't go hard on it. 
I do want you to uh, guilt trip them because I think it would be funny. Uh, but don't actually go too hard on it because people are uh, sick or busy. Um, one of the reasons why people are busy is because a few of us um, are getting ready to travel to where I am, Boston, for PAX East. So at the time of this recording, um, we're like less than a week away from PAX happening. So people are people are busy for a good reason. Um, some people are just sick, uh, but a bunch of people are just busy for a good reason. Um, they are getting ready to travel, which, yeah, not an easy thing to do. I always think traveling is hard, but I also don't travel too, too much. But yeah, they're getting ready to come to Boston for PAX. And so I think what I'm going to do for this episode is I'm going to keep it short because it's just me. I guess I could just talk. I know how to vamp. I don't know about my friends, but I could vamp and kill time for hours. Maybe in a different life, I'd be a great radio host. I don't think I have the voice for it, though. I think my voice is too nasally. I think I can do it. Maybe if I, pr- maybe if I practice, I could sound way more suave. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. I could talk and talk and talk. But I think I'm going to keep it short. Um, what I plan on doing is I went through some of the older emails. And uh, there were a few emails I picked out that I'm going to answer. Um, that I just like. Or ask me about the the nitty gritty of the podcast stuff that we no- wouldn't uh normally answer if we're just trying to be funny um yeah today's episode is going to be a good opportunity to answer those questions that you know wouldn't normally see the light of day but i'm willing to talk shop i am the editor for the podcast so um yeah why not um and then what I'm going to do is no guarantees. It may or may not happen, depending on how busy or hectic we are when everyone shows up. When 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 uh Scorpy, uh Log, Gur, and Arag show up to Boston for Pax East. Uh, but depending on how busy we are or how tired we are, because it is a kind of a vacation for us. Um we'll see uh if people are up for recording something interesting. Um, that will either be appended to this podcast episode. So future Balp, if you're listening, please, uh, insert a correction here. Hey, future Balp here. Uh, we did end up recording like a post PAX post trip, um, chit chat thing. With some people who went to the to PAX with me. So uh I'm gonna just stick that at the end. Uh so yeah. Uh Okay. But first, there's one segment that I can do without anybody's help. Bump 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 b
mother. Tell your children not to walk my way. Tell your children not to listen to the weird guy because he's a loner. Bobs, Bobs, loner boons. That's right. No grievance today. I'm having a pretty damn good week, all things considered. That's right. Ooh, no grievance. Instead, um, I have a. I'm gonna call this a loner's boom, a boon. I will show you why it's good to go outside alone. I have friends, but I'd rather be alone. I didn't. I didn't think this through. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I did not have any lyrics planned. Uh, so that's all you're gonna get. Yeah, Bulps Loner Boon. Uh, very appropriate because I am all. I'm all by my lonesome. I'm, I'm all alone. Um, but there's perks to being alone. Yeah. Yeah, there's perks to being alone. That's right. Um, so. Uh, I, I, I think I, 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 I think I need to give context for this. So, um, a few years ago, Wayne attended PAX East here in Boston. And something that he did was he had a whole bunch of business cards, joking, jokey business cards, the piss cards. Um, If you're an OG fan, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, But he had those cards. He had business cards printed. They were jokey business cards. And we were just handing them out. Nobody knew who we were, which is funny. Um, like nobody asked for a business card, uh, cause this is pre HLVR AI, all of that. So we were just handing them out to strangers, leaving them around and whatnot. And we, we, uh, I still have a few of them. So in keeping up with that tradition, because I am once again going to PAX East after what, three years? Oh my God. It's been three years since I've been to PAX East uh, because of the pandemic and whatnot. Uh, because I'm going back to PAX East, I have decided I'm going to keep that tradition going. So, I, uh, with a little help from my friends, and I also streamed this. So, if you were watching that stream, shouts out. Thank you for tuning in. But I had a, my viewers help me brainstorm um, stream ideas or or. Sorry, not stream ideas. Ideas for what the business card should be. We ended up, <laughs> we ended up, um, we ended up going with what I will call Seven Eleven Core. Um, if you want to know what the card actually looks like, um, you can go to my Discord, and there's a channel called Business Card or Business Cards, and I think I put the final version of the of the card um up there so you can take a look but yeah i got them printed i went to go pick them up today so i hopped on the subway uh and i i I just got them done at you know your generic printing shipping store i'm doing this kind of last minute 
So I didn't get them printed anywhere fancy. Um, there's a lot better options, but I'm doing this so close to the deadline of actually going to packs that I was just like, I need to have these in my hand sooner rather than later. So I just picked your typical printing shipping store sort of situation so I could pick them up and not have to wait for them to get mailed to me. Anywho, um, I wanted lunch, and it just so happens that the place where I picked up my business cards is right next to uh, one of my favorite ramen places here in the city. Um, now, normally, I'm pretty generous, and I like to give people who are visiting Boston uh, tips about where to eat and where to go. Not this one. Uh-uh. No luck. Eh. Sorry! You want to know why? Because this place is too fucking busy. For good reason. Their food is very good. But they're in a very posh neighborhood. And, you know, as someone who's self-employed, I can go to restaurants at, like, really weird, dumb hours and days of the week. Like, I, you know... I'm going I'm going out to eat at like 3 p.m. on on Wednesday. You know, I go into restaurants and and the and the they don't know whether to give me the the lunch or the dinner menu. You know, I I I I I can I can do that cuz I'm self-employed. <laughs> um but but this this restaurant it doesn't matter whether I go on the weekend, a weekday, for lunch, for dinner, um they will always have a line out the door. That's how bad it is. So if I've told you, you know, you got to be pretty close to me if I before I spill the beans on what this place is. But um, because and I don't want to get any more popular. Sorry, but but if you do know what this place is and you want to eat there without having to wait, uh, just go alone. They have a section. For like people eating alone, like individual seats, and uh, it feels great. It feels so great. Maybe I'm a call me a jerk, call me an asshole, call me a dick, but I get the biggest shit eating grin in my on my face, which is good that I wear a mask so no one can see that I'm just smiling ear to ear. <laughs> um. That I can just waltz in and get a seat and eat and get the fuck out. I mean, ramen's supposed to be like fast food anyway. It's not... Ramen is not like a sit-down thing. You know? it's it's You go to Japan and it's like, you know, eat your noodles and get out. It's, it's, it's like meant to be fast food. Anyway, I was there today. Delicious bowl of ramen. So tasty. Uh, before I went in... There was a couple right beside me in line, and they asked how long it would take for a table of two. Their response was one hour. It was going to take this couple one hour to get in. It's a small place. And I proceed to ask after them. How long would it take for just myself? And they said, oh, come right in. And I just, 
I had the biggest shit-eating grin. Biggest shit-eating grin. So, I'm not exactly a social butterfly, but I have friends. I love my friends. Uh, but you know, there's perks to, there's perks to being a lone wolf. Ow! Ow, ow, ow! So that's my, that's my little segment. That's the little stupid story I wanted to share, uh, with the listeners today. Uh. Yeah. Hmm. You know, when my friends aren't here, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm all cheery and chipper. Oh jeez, maybe it's my friends that drag. Oh man, that's that's a dangerous thought. That it's my friends that are dragging me down and making me feel So emails, um, these are just emails that fell by the wayside that, um, you know, they either just got caught. We got sent a lot of emails. So these are either just emails that we never acknowledged that were sent to us months ago, or they were emails that the question's not bad, but it's not something we would ever answer because we were we're trying to you know put on a funny show um but I picked one out I picked the two of them out because they asked more about the podcast itself and you know I'm doing a solo I'm willing to divulge some information all right our first email comes from Ed Ed says so I've been trying to catch up with podcast episodes since I've fallen behind and in episode 32, Balp talks about how his dream would be to get his name on the restaurant's menu because he visits there. He visited there so much. Yes, that is still my dream. I want to be one of those guys. Sounds cool. I would love to be one of those guys. Are you kidding me? Sounds fucking great. I would absolutely love to have, like, I mean, it wouldn't be called the ball, but it would be called, like, my name or whatever. But, you know, it would be cool to be able to walk in and be, like, you know, immortalized in some way. Or, or you know, either, you know, immortalized in that way. I mean, or, you know, or just to be able to be, like, walk into a restaurant and, like, they see you and they're like, yo, I know what this guy wants. That's That's a powerful, that's a powerful thing to have, you know? Anyway, uh, continuing on with the email. So that happened to my cousin. Ugh, so jealous. He ordered this specific custom pizza so many times that it was added to the menu. Here's a screenshot. It's not in English, uh, but they provided a translation. Thank you so much. Translation. Uh, U10. Samu's Pizza. Red onion. Double cheese. Curry sauce, goat cheese. That sounds pretty good. I like weird pizzas. I'm a fan of weird pizzas. That sounds pretty good. That's a lot of freaking cheese, though. (laughs) But you know what? It's never a bad thing. I like red onion. I like curry. I like I like I like pizzas. I have no reverence 
I love pizza, but I also don't like have any reverence for my food. So I'm all for pizzas with weird sauces. So curry sauce sounds good. Red onion. I love red onion. I love onions. Well, cooked onions. And double cheese with goat cheese. That's a lot of cheese, but why not? That sounds tasty. I'd eat that. Ah, your your cousin is living my dream. I have yet to visit. There's a few pizza places in in and around Boston that I visit pretty frequently, but never to the point where they know, like, they know me and have given, have altered their menu for my sake. Maybe, maybe, maybe I gotta make that happen. But that's a very lovely email, Ed. Thank you for sending that in. Uh, thank you for sharing. This email comes from James Lee. They have a question about podcast editing. I used to have these earbuds that were like super fucked. I was listening to the one of the episodes and noticed the hum of people's mics when they were talking and sometimes there was just absolute dead air. When nobody was talking, there was still the hum because from what I'm assuming, there was no editing there. To whoever edits the podcast, that's me. Do you cut around a lot of things? Do you edit around conversations for time's sake? Do you add artificial silence to make jokes better? I need to know. Thanks to whoever reads this. Love what y'all do. Thank you. Um, well, I'm the editor. Um, I think Scorpy edited the Game Clam bonus episodes. So I'll tell you what people, what I haven't touched. I think the Game Clam bonus episode was edited by Scorpy because he wanted to do that one. And also I was busy. I think, do you like games? I think those two kind of like bonus, if you guys remember that. um those like kind of like bonus episodes i think those were edited by trog yeah i think that was trog and aside from that i think i have edited for better or worse (laughs) for better or worse i have edited every other podcast episode now i say it like that I don't think, because I don't think I'm the best editor. In fact, I think I'm, like, amateur level. Um, It's funny because I think I'm pretty good now when it comes to editing video. When it comes to editing video, I feel competent enough to do it for money. Uh, You know, I'm not, like, afraid. To be like, ooh, am I going to do a good job? I think I am, like, competent when it comes to editing video. Now, when it comes to editing just audio, that's a different story. Um, When it comes to audio, and in my opinion, audio is way trickier than video. Especially if you're talking about an audio-only format, like a podcast or something. I think it's way trickier. Um, audio editing, like just, you know, 
just making sure your audio sounds good is way harder than making sure your video looks good. That's the thing. And if you're if you do like film production, there are a lot of ways to like hide things if that makes sense to like to like, you know, to use like layman's terms. But when it comes to audio, there's nothing to hide behind. You know, there's no visual component. There's no there are no tricks. It's it's especially when on a podcast where it's not like, you know, with a piece of music, there's probably more leeway on what you can do and and you know, hiding things, but on a podcast where it's just spoken word, nothing else. Um yeah. You got to just there's no there's no shortcuts, there's no tricks. You just got to make sure it sounds good. Um and so your question in particular about the hearing the hum of people's mics, um that's because not everybody has the same microphone. Like it's not standardized. Um our podcast is not professional by any means. Um if we were a professional podcast, we would, you know, we'd have a studio or if we were continuing, you know, or maybe not a studio, but we'd all have like a good setup. We're all in different environments. You know, Wayne's, we, we record remotely. So Wayne's at Wayne's house. I'm at my place. Um, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, sometimes there's background noise, you know, not everyone is using the same microphone. Some people's microphones are better than others, you know, so on and so forth. So, you know, there's just a lot of inconsistencies when it comes to like that are produced because like we're all in different environments. We're doing this remotely, you know, all that, all that jazz. And, uh, uh, not only that, but we also can't see each other. I don't know why we don't like plug in our webcams and look at each other. At this point, it's like precedent. We don't do it because we just don't do it. Um, something I've realized doing this podcast, and we're kind of straying away from your question, but at this point, I just want to talk about it. Um, a huge chunk of human communication is visual. And I'm not just talking about like when Italian people talk with their hands. You know what I'm talking about, All right? Where Italian people, you know, they talk, you know, they they use their hand, they use their hands a lot when they talk. I'm not just talking about that. I think humans there there is a visual element to communication and one of the challenges of not being able to see each other while we record is we tend to talk over each other a lot and i attribute that not just to rowdiness we do there are moments where we get very rowdy and raucous and we do just like yell or talk or laugh over each other because something like really crazy or funny is happening or someone said something wild but also it it just happens because um it 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 just happens because we we can't see each other's mouths move so if you were looking at someone you could see like okay they're about to stop talking and then you talk right that's cuz you're having a conversation but we when you can't see the other person's face right 
then talking seems to get a little like recording a podcast seems to get a little harder because you're not like you know you there are those moments where you kind of go like oh you're you're talking over each other and so because of all of that as an editor um i just you know you got to you know i i have to make the decision of do i keep do i keep it in because you know my decision my decision making comes down to usually if it is a raucous moment and it's very funny i will keep it in but i will try to edit it so that it is you know perceivable you know if everybody's just laughing and screaming and yelling and and you know blah blah, blah those moments do happen and i i have to edit those to to make them more you know more easy to listen to but i try to preserve the the essence of it the nature of it because you know those are the exciting moments that like kind of explode into your ear um and then there are other moments where we are just you know it's not very clear it doesn't help it's not in service of any joke or anything and so yeah those are the moments that i have to work around um and so <laughs> because i'm not the best audio editor i have received complaints and recommendations and and you know all all of it i've seen all of it um when the podcast first started people told me like oh you should do this or you should do this um and i still get recommendations and or complaints every once in a while as someone who's not um super experienced i do try my best and i try to take those into account when i can um the other consideration that you have to understand is that like the podcast for the for me and the crew is still very much a side thing like it's still a thing we do just once a month we do it for fun still um and we you know we we do it real quick it's fun we and then we unleash it into the world we don't do this podcast because it makes us any money or at the very least it doesn't make me any money yet um i have i always think about starting a patreon for it i do have plans in the long run for a patreon for myself that does involve this podcast but we're starting to really stray away from your question now so i'm gonna reel it back in i i, I meander um but yeah i you know the other thing that i think a lot of people don't consider is like i'm not getting paid for this none of us are getting paid for this and so it's still very much is just the thing we do for fun and i just yeah I, i i take people's recommendations into account i try to implement as many of them as i can and then it's just like boop you know out the door because i have to do my real work um this is sort of my real work. it's be, it, the podcast every episode we do the podcast feels more and more like a part of my job um which is why i feel like eventually i'm gonna have to like try to find a way to like incorporate it into the bulb work ecosystem and and maybe start a patreon or something for it i don't know i don't like the idea of advertising Wow, we really strayed far away from your question. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, the, you, you are noticing the editing. Um, sometimes I can hide it a little better than other times. 
Um, yeah, people's microphones hum. If you listen in very closely, you can hear it. Um, and if you hear that the humming goes away, that is like dead air that I usually put in. Um, and yeah, like sometimes, sometimes I'm just like deleting sections of people's audio because talking over, you know, we're talking over each other, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I do cut around things. Um, sometimes I will rearrange conversations, not, not like massively so, um, but sometimes I'll take something someone said and I'll move it down because they're talking, we're talking again, because we're talking over each other. Um, and you know, if I hear something really funny, but it gets drowned out by what someone else said, sometimes I'll like take it and move it around. Um, as for timing, I also mess with that. Um, like I said, I'm way more experienced when it comes to video editing than I am with audio editing, but something that I, but something that carries over, especially because I do so much like comedic stuff with my video production and editing, um, you know, something that carries over is that kind of like comedic timing. So, for example, there are moments where someone says a joke and you want people to laugh immediately. Sometimes someone says a joke and you want the laugh to be delayed. Sometimes someone says a joke and you don't want any laughter because, you know, someone being awkward would be funny. So, yeah, I, I do mess with that stuff as well. So hopefully that gives you some insight into what I, what I do for the, for the podcast. Um, <laughs> if you think I do a great job, thank you. I'm so glad you like listening to it because, again, we just do it for fun. So I'm glad that me doing this for fun is, is fun for you to listen to. That really warms my heart. Thank you. Um, and if you're one of those people that, like, is like, oh, Bob could do better. I'm kidding. But you're, I'm kidding. I'm, I don't know why I did that voice. But if you're someone who, you know, is like, eh. Not the most well edited, you know. You're right. <laughs> I, it is not. It is not the most well edited. I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing, and I don't make enough money to hire an editor. <laughs> I don't make enough to hire an editor. I don't really want to hire an editor, not yet, anyway. But yeah. Um. Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. I like to think that with every episode I edit, I get a little either faster with editing or better. You know, I learn something new or do something different and it I would like to think that compared to episode number 1, these every new episode is is easier to listen to. Hey, you know, one thing that's cool about me doing this episode alone is editing's going to be real easy. I I'm not going to have to make any cuts gonna be a real easy one to edit all right third and final email this is from danny um, and they have a question about fan bases hi i have some questions for y'all well first things first i'm i want to apologize because it's not it's not you all just me wah wah I'm curious about your philosophy 
on having a fan base, especially because I know things have gone uncomfortable at times. I'm anticipating that the effects of online notoriety slash fandom fame are going to be discussed more widely at some point. So I'd be really interested to hear your thoughts, well I guess my thoughts, sorry! So I'd be really interested to hear your thoughts as streamers who rely on having that fan base. If this is a topic that you don't feel comfortable touching on, just disregard while I'm answering it. So it's not my intent to put anyone in a weird spot. Eh, don't worry about it. Yeah. It's a, that's an interesting question. Um, because as someone who makes funny videos for people, uh, and as someone who streams, yes. Having a fan base, having fans, having viewers who, you know, keep coming back over and over again to enjoy is a pretty integral part of, of, of doing this. So you're absolutely right that having a fan base is, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like the bedrock. Um... The way I see it is, you know, and and apologies that, you know, because you, you, apologies because you, you wrote this email. Well, before I get too ahead of myself, um, I guess I should apologize because you wrote this email expecting it to be answered by everybody and it's really just getting answered by me. Uh, but my philosophy on it is, uh, the moment you put yourself on a pedestal, you have to be very careful and very responsible, right? So to some degree, the responsibility is on me. Um, that responsibility being that I should present myself a certain way. Um, And when I say that, I don't mean like, you know, because I swear like a sailor. And some people, you know, some people, they do like, you know, their air quotes content is very explicit. So when I say responsible, I don't mean the normal kind of responsible. I, when I say responsible, I mean, uh, you know, doing things that are, you know, respectable, um, and I guess in this age of, like, where, where really, you know, having th- that, like, people have to even care about, like, people bearing, being parasocial, knowing where to put, like, the boundary. Um, I think a lot of people really don't see the need for that and they really like actively try to bust that boundary down as much as possible to like really milk it. I don't really like seeing that. Um, no matter what people do. But yeah. Me personally, I I like, you know, I see that responsibility as, you know, I'm putting myself on the pedestal. I'm letting people be fans of me, but I'm gonna 
set these boundaries right here. You know, here's the line in the sand. And I'm also going to be what I think someone on a pedestal should be. You know? Um, so that's that's my own like personal philosophy is you know i i i i I tried to never ever ever cross that line um and uh you know an example would be like certain sponsorships i've said no to certain things um not even because they were like you know bad or like explicit or shitty but it's like you know this isn't me and this isn't what this isn't what i want to like be sponsored by you know so I, I like pick and choose and i'm very careful about who or what i work with Go, going back to talking about like the parasocial aspect of it because i'm guessing that I'm, I'm thinking that's why you're asking this question right because like back in the old you know when i was growing up were there celebrities that had fan bases absolutely absolutely but you you couldn't like you know you you could not like bug them or interact with them the same way before right you would see them in movies or tv or listen to their music or enjoy their art and you would read about them in magazines and if you were lucky you could see them face to face and maybe take a photo or say hi and then you went up you you continued to go about your life right and if you were like you know and anything anything beyond that you'd be labeled like a stalker and you'd be on some security guard's radar to get tackled and tased. You know, that's in in my mind, that's still like, like that, that that's what I grew up with. And so it's very, you know, weird now to be like, yes, there are people who are parasocial. Cause it's like, you know, I'm, how, how does that even happen? I don't, you know, I don't want to be, parasocial with anybody I, I, I don't know um from what i can tell i think there are a lot of people who really you know put the carrot on the stick and dangle it out there um again i don't i don't like seeing it I, I i really don't like seeing it i don't like it when people do that i think i think some people are also excuse people being friendly like streamers being friendly as that but I think at the end of the day, it is like, it is the person standing on the pedestal. Um, They are in charge of the company that they keep. They are in charge of the fans that they keep. And what you do and what you say absolutely influences that. And, and you know, you kind of have to adjust accordingly no matter what you do. Um, can you be more successful if you just opened up the floodgates? Absolutely. There are tons of people out there who have massive followings because they just open up the floodgates and they do not care. Um, in fact, there are some people out there who not only do they not care, but they, you know, turn the dials and turn the valves in a certain way where they actively invite specific kinds of people in and uh yeah i don't know how i feel about that it's very weird but um you know every time we 
get like a we every time we do something very popular and we get a surge it's because it's it's happened more than once i think hlvr ai was like the biggest one but it's happened like a few times now every time we kind of do something and we get a surge of popularity you know yes the, the floodgates kind of open a little bit but then you know i i've never been i can safely say that i've never gone too too uncomfortable but that's only because I know where to draw the line on the sand. You know, I think, I think a good chunk of it is also that people maybe, maybe see what I act like when I'm just being myself and I'm not trying to be a character and they're like, whoa, this guy's a dick. I don't like this guy. Um, but yeah, I've never gotten too, too uncomfortable. I've gotten very uncomfortable before. But like I said, I know where to draw the line on the sand. And I also know that, like, the person talking to you right now is not the person that then logs off or stops the recording and talks to their friends as, you know, the, the, the person you're hearing right now is, the, is not the same person that gets to talk to my parents or my friends or, or my relatives or even the crew when the cameras and the and the microphones are off so um you know internally i i i try to like keep it healthy i guess by 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 having like a role that i play that's just for other people when i'm a performer and i keep this you know i keep the parasocial stuff at bay by just being really stern about it. So that's how I balance having a fan base. And I do appreciate and am very appreciative of that fan base, you know. When I first started, it was really awkward for me to think about it like that. But, you know, you know, when when I first started, I almost didn't want to acknowledge the fact that I had that we had fans. But like, you know, a, fa- a fan, you know, but people keep coming back and keep liking our stuff and keep thinking we're funny and keep supporting us and, and keep thinking we're awesome. And I'm like, hell yeah. And yeah, that, that's a fan. So, you know, I'm kind of meandering because I'm running out of steam. I've been talking for almost an hour now solo. Uh, but yeah, thank you. But no, yeah. it doesn't. I, I think I think something that's changed in the last few years and it's actively actively something that is cultivated by big media not 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 like small people like streamers but like Hollywood is guilty of this um a lot of different industries are guilty of this Hollywood has you know they people have now caught on to the idea that people shouldn't just be fans but they should belong to something and uh, that was never a thing growing up you know growing up i liked pokemon but i was never like a pokemon super fan you know as you know and and i i think somewhere along the line like they they cultivated this idea that people should be super fans but I don't think they were really thinking of the ramifications because, you know, maybe it's not good to be a super, super fan. Maybe you should just be a normal fan, you know? 
like our stuff. You know, just uh, just be normal about it. Uh, I didn't really answer your question well, huh? I guess you just wanted to hear our general thoughts on the whole have whole, you know, having a fan base kind of thing. But yeah, I kind of just meandered. All right, now I'm running out of steam. I've been talking for close to an hour now, so I'm gonna go ahead and and wrap up. Um. If okay, so you either, and I'm ta- I'm kind of talking to Future Bolt right now. You either got to hear a fun little excerpt from me and, the, and some of the crew at PAX East, or you heard nothing. But either way, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Um, if you want to check out some of our stuff, we're Radio TV. You know. Ah, fuck it. You fuck. You know what? You know what the fuck is up. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. Just look us up. Radio TV. Radio TV Solutions. Look up Wayne Radio TV. Look up me. Balp. B a a u l p. I'm done. I've been talking for an hour now. My voice is feeling raspy. Can you talk for an hour? Didn't think so. All right. <laughs> okay. Appreciate. That you've listened to this episode, even though it was just me. Oh, look at that. All of a sudden, I have friends again. Who are my good friends? Who are you? Who are my good friends and not my bad friends that forget to show up for the podcast? Hey, whoa. Okay, hold on. Wait a minute now. I'm so here that I've taken up everyone's spot who will never show up again. Don't, yeah. We got Gurr. And we got Log. Yeah, that's me. Where were you this whole time? So, now I know the good friends from the bad friends. Ooh, how, how, oh. how, how scandalous. So, you, earlier in the podcast, I told you guys to go uh, berate and badger and harass and make my friends who feel bad about forgetting to be on the podcast. Well, don't do that to a raw girl and Log. But do that to Trog uh, and everyone else. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the one guy and then everyone. Do that to Trog, who is not physically at the event we are about to describe. Yeah, fuck you, Trog. Yeah, why weren't you there? Why weren't you there? Come on, man. They had a spot for you in the Draw That Pokemon panel. Yeah. It was an empty seat. For real, though, what, what was the last time Trog and Trevor took a vacation? Never. They should have came. They should have uh, came. Last. Came. No, not last December. I don't know what December the before that. Like. Anyway. That's their Now business. that we got the good friends here and not the bad friends that flake, uh, welcome. Uh, so, this is just like a little addendum because. This is just an addendum to what I recorded earlier because. Uh, we are now much further in the future, like almost two weeks. No, yeah, exactly two weeks. Um, and we went to PAX. PAX was dope. What did you guys think of PAX? I think everyone here has been to Boston before. I've been yeah, to Boston right? several times. Not my first yeah, time. Yeah, several times. Okay, so none, so none of you are new to the city. I think a lot, a lot you, you've been to Boston, but like you've never like stayed in like the middle of Boston. I feel like the last time you were in Boston... You had a shitty experience. I wouldn't call it shitty, but it wasn't the same thing. 
Um, because before it was out in uh, our hotel was like in the middle of nowhere. It well, you talking about no, that La Quinta? Was, yeah, I wasn't yeah. there for that. You weren't there for that. I was, oh, I was that's for, right. We've gone over this over and over again. I wasn't I, there I have for that. everything mixed up. I I stayed at a Airbnb in the part of town where they Southie where they uh what's it called? What's you that know. band called? The what? Oh, Dropkick Murphys? Yeah, it's where they worship the Dropkick Murphys. Um, so, I, this time I was staying in downtown, so uh-huh. it's kind of a different environment. There's no Dropkick Murphys murals or anything like that. No, um, it wasn't a Dropkick Murphys mural. It was a it was a pro IRA mural. That's ex- that should tell you for those of you who are not from who aren't who don't know anything about Boston. That's the kind of place it is. It was. It is a. It is an old, faded pro IRA mural from like the seventies. Wait, seventies? I don't. I don't. There weren't. There. there weren't any of those in the part of town that I stayed in this time. Instead, there was a. There was a bunch of restaurants that were not opened, um, and things like that. Well, I don't know what that was about. I think I think you were just I didn't know things opened that late on Sundays. Maybe because it was Sunday. I don't fucking know. But anyway, yeah. This time uh the crew stayed in the middle of the city, which I think if you're going to come visit Boston, that's like the right move. Yeah, it was it was significantly more enjoyable to be where things were at as opposed to Yeah. You know, yeah, oh, we got to get to we got to go go eat some food. We got to get to the yeah, Let's hop like... on a 20 minute train. Yeah, but you guys were, like, right in the middle of downtown, which, honestly, oh, yeah. I'm going to start recommending that hotel to people who visit to Boston, because that is a, that, the hotel was, like, not the fanciest hotel, but it was, like, ritzy. Yeah, that it was ritzy, and it and was a little, bit, a little bit costly, but not, like, so much that it's, like, you know. Yeah, it was a nice historical-looking place. There was a, there was a yeah. big mural in the front about how the Ho Chi Minh used to work there. Like, yeah, as a chef. Yeah, yeah, they were real proud of that. That's so. I mean, yeah. it is a, a historical thing. It's a historical but landmark, at, but it wasn't also like too. We all. It was a. It was affordable, but only once we all stuffed five people to a room. You know, it wasn't yeah. like it was. It was work. I got everything I needed, but also I slept on like the bumpiest fucking pull-out couch that was like. Literally diagonally. You guys did did that, and then Scorpion Log split a room, so clearly, you know, it depends on how you want to swing it. Depends on your lifestyle and income and da-da-da. Airug was on probably the worst mattress I've ever seen in my life. It wasn't the worst. And I felt so bad. It wasn't the worst. I've I've slept in Bulp's meat room before. It's not the worst. (laughs) Not not dissing Bulp's care but i'm saying like no no the meat room was bad boston yeah the meat room was bad i i do not want my friends to sleep in the meat room it's not good my parents are always like but what you know granted my parents were born who my parents who lived through 70s china and would always tell me stories about how they didn't have enough to eat as a child as as a child go like oh that the the stone slab of a mattress in the meat room is perfectly fine i don't know why your friends don't want to stay stay over <laughs> it's because i don't want them to stay over because it fucking sucks if we got money wayne stayed at your place get a real eats, bed. Eats 
laid down on the meat room bed, and he was like, I'm gonna just lo- sleep on the floor. You can have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bad. Uh, anyway. Uh, but we're not here to talk about just accommodations. Uh, what'd you guys think of PAX this year? Because we, we, I barely part- partook in the convention, I felt like. I walked around the expo hall a few times. I went to the Mega 64 panel. I did some shopping, you know, at the vendors. But that was it. I felt like I was just constantly being dragged around to cool shit and eating dope, dope meals with people. And See, meeting cool people. I had, I had a, a lot of you guys had your own unique experiences this year. Like, Era kind of just went off and did his own thing. I don't really know what Log did the whole time. I like, Log, I think I saw you maybe like four times <laughs> over the course of the, the trip. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I was there for the first time. A lot of people here, I think they've been to PAX. This uh, is my second. Before. This is my first. I've stopped counting. Bump has been a ton of times. Yeah, I have the luxury of, like, being here, so it's never, like, you know... It's, it's, I always go... Well, I didn't go last year because COVID was still lingering. I mean, COVID is still lingering, but, like... I came back without COVID, so that was... Yeah. Everyone had just gotten their vaccination, so I was like, yeah, fuck that. But yeah, I spent a good amount of time doing some solo exploration... Uh, I had to scope out the titles for everybody, and, you know, I probably ended up playing more games than anybody at PAX. Uh-huh. I got I got the scoop. I got the inside knowledge about uh, un- untitled projects and stuff like that. So I'm in the know. Got the mm-hmm. scoop on the train project. Yo, yeah, what's the, the scoop? Project, the scoop on the train project, it's not about trains. See, that's what pissed me off, is they had a saying train project, and it looked like nothing... It, it was, was like, like a, a top-down shoot. An like, ex, it was like an XCOM-like. Well, it wasn't or not like even, XCOM. it was an RTS. Yes. But, yeah, no trains to speak of in that game. Uh, that is weird. It's a false flag. I feel like they are shooting themselves in the foot by doing that. Well, it's an untitled game. It's unannounced. Like, they'll just they'll give it a title, that, and it'll say, like, the the game with no trains in it. And then everybody will understand what they're getting into. See, probably what happened was it was a train game at one point, and then they just got kind of lost along the way and never changed what they were now calling it. A, now it's an RTS. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, all the files say train game. So. Yeah, things things like that do happen. But yeah, I I I I uh, I explored PAX a lot more than I did back in 2018. 2018 was like my first time at a convention in general. And I think people I was were also really just like overwhelmed. Yeah. I think people were overwhelmed and also we were like we didn't cuz I like and I I'm not going to name names, but there were some people who were like let's go, let's all together as a group do everything together at once and I had to be like I mean sure, but the real strat is you split up and you go check out whatever you want to check out mm-hmm. and then you meet for meals, yeah. which we did. I feel like it was good that we kind of, like, all fragmented out once yeah. we kind of were in there. On one hand, it was, it's, it's really kind of hard to do shit together in a convention sense of, like, yeah, it's, so it's, it's a one-at-a-time act- demo. You're already, like, waiting in line, and you're, like, yeah. adding people to a line. I can just For remember, who- whenever we reconvened after the PF2 panel or just getting dinner or something like that, we were all, like, all, 
like all eight of us. I remember we were all in like the line at New Blood for saying hi to Gianni. Oh, to go uh, accost Gianni, yeah. Yeah, we all accosted. It was like we we are us all in that line just made it like wrap around by the ourselves that just it made a. I think the guy. Uh, we, we artificially Oshie, the inflated guy who was that at the line. Most was like, thanks for making our line look a lot doper than it actually was by yeah. <laughs> making it look like there was a lot of hype for what we were doing with a big ass yeah. line. We should do. We should let them hire us as a, a fake hype squad. Maybe it was half that and half the mods and the big old Among Us suit just need yeah. so much space because there was our group and then there was the mod group and it was it just like yeah <laughs> we created a wraparound line just by existing. Yeah, a lot of those lines are fragile. The introduction of any kind of squad, any kind of coordinated effort could send it all crashing down. Yeah. yeah there were a sure. couple demos I wanted to see that were like versus games or like four player like co-op games that like I could I could see like a a smaller group having coordination, but we were at like an odd number of like nine or more, you know. So wait, so who actually got to play any demos? Because I personally was like, I don't Me, really care about playing any of these. That's what I'm saying. I, I, know, I, got, games I added to my wish list that I think I could talk about. Yeah, I got in. I, I probably got into more demos than anybody, honestly. Like, I spent a little bit of time waiting in lines for some of them. But also, I had some kind of, like, natural ability to slip into a play a playing station uh, without getting into a line for some of these games. Yeah, that's the strat. There are um, some demo stations where it's just like, you know, there's no line. The game's not bad, but there's just no line. You just like, gotta slip in. I don't know, because... So, the main one, the main prize is I just got to walk up and play Lord of the Rings Gollum. There was a line that formed for that game after a while, but on that first day, I walked around and I saw a big thing that said Gollum on it. And what do you know? There's an empty station right in front of me. So I got to try that. And what, what happened? You, let me tell you, I, uh, I, I was picking up after somebody had left the station. Uh, Gollum was at the top of a stairway. And I decided to jump down off the stairway to get down on the ground floor and see what to do. Uh, there was fall damage in that game. Gollum splatted like a tomato and <laughs> instantly died. I went back to the main menu, I loaded into the first level, it spawned me outside of the map. Uh, if Gollum takes a single step in that state, he falls into the ether forever and ever. Uh, and it happened over and over, no matter how many times I tried to reload the level. Nice. And, <laughs> Good game. I mean, I I figured out how to play some of the other levels, but yeah, that was basically the Gollum experience. As I was playing, I heard a developer say behind me that the game was coming out in May. And I checked on Steam, and hey, it is coming out in May. I don't oh, know if that's for no. in its best interest. I don't know if it's in the best its best interest. I don't know how old the build that they demonstrated was. That's true. But playing a game at the end of March that was like that, and then hearing somebody say that it's coming out in May, did not give me... Well, it gave me a certain level of excitement, because I felt like I was going to be able to see videos about Gollum real soon. <laughs> but, you know. Now, I will say, I also got to try Gollum. And I didn't notice any glitches, to be honest. I don't know if I was at a different station with a different build or what. <laughs> but but then but then why would there be different builds on different stations, right? That doesn't make sense either. 
I didn't experience any glitches. Maybe I didn't know how to reproduce them, or maybe I just got lucky or whatever, or unlucky, depending on how you view it. But even though the game worked perfectly fine for me, it was also just really unremarkable. <laughs> yeah. Like, having the game work fine, I was like, okay, this is like, uh, this is like the platforming parts of Uncharted, but then you don't get to shoot bad guys or fight, and there's no treasure hunting or funny cool stuff and you're fucking yeah, golem really, yeah and you're I, golem i don't really know i never really got to any real gameplay in any of the levels because like no matter what i would just reach a point where it's like i don't know how to progress and i don't feel like i don't feel like goleming enough to <laughs> sort this out but yeah i don't know i wonder if it'll be improved in may or if it'll be the exact same well yeah, I played the game with no glitches, and I say they it it still is flabbergasting to hear that it is coming out in May. Goodness. But yeah, the other game that I slipped into without waiting was the unannounced train title. And that's some oh, yeah. THQ that's some THQ Nordic thing. And I don't know, like, I'll give them credit. They were, you know, they were nice to me. They were they were they were kind Nordic people. I walked up to their station and they uh told me what it was, because you know, naturally, you need to know it's not an unannounced train title. It was, in fact, a, a real-time strategy military uh, simulation game. Um, and, you know, I played it, and uh, I think I have some of that Dota 2 blood in me still because uh-huh. I picked, uh, like, I, I knew the controls right away, and I immediately started abusing the grenades that one of the characters had. And at the end, the guy told me that I was the 20th person to actually manage to beat the level. Huh. That's funny. however many people tried. So, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe though, I guess whenever they, like, finally show the game and they give it a title, I can say, oh, I know, I, I played that game whenever it was the unannounced train title. Yeah, it's very bold to make an rts like a new rts that isn't just like you know clearly like a sequel to like an already existing rts because it's like rts's are very niche now unfortunately i like the rts's i want to like play i want to learn to play age of empires or something but yeah it's kind of bold of them to make a new one now when the we're like when there's like such little demand for a new r t s from people i i feel that i feel like especially on like a convention for it's like having yeah. an r t s be like not necessarily that they're like sit down games but it's like they take a little more time take, yeah they take a little bit more time and it's not the environment for you to like learn on the mechanics of like how a squad operates than it is yeah. just like yeah what you can do in 20 minutes i didn't partake in too many demos i i like walked around i i think i i think the entire weekend i walked around the show floor the expo hall to go, walk around and check stuff out twice i felt like pax for me was just doing things for people i i shot some videos for item label i uh i like met some cool people uh gianni was one of them we got to do a fan meetup that was cool uh that was really really dope the fan meetup was crazy very because we were talking about it earlier or like the night before or something and we were like 
man, we're gonna get like ten people. I think that was the estimate. We were gonna like get, we were gonna get like ten people, like maybe ten people. And I was basing that off of like I think the previous day or the last two days. Like I think two people recognized me just walking around, like two or three people. So I was like, based on that, I was like, okay, there's probably gonna be like ten ish people who show up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and and it ended up being like what, like close to thirty. It's like like somewhere around thirty, maybe somewhere a around thirty. More. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm really yeah. not sure. I didn't take the time to count. I'll no, never... I didn't count either, but we, I think we were all surprised. Like, oh my god. Like, we actually got a crowd. I'll never forget Scorpy leaning over to me and being saying it'd be really funny if nobody showed up. And the moment he closes his mouth and turns around, there's like six people walking up at the same time. Yeah, and like, there oh, was well. a part of me that was like, okay, here are the six people, and that's it. And you thought it was like, going to be just them. Like, yeah, and it's like, okay, cool. We're going to say hi to these six people, and then I'm going to get to go go do my next thing. But no, more people <laughs> kept showing up. So it was, honestly, it was really nice. It was really, it was really heart. Uh, uh, it was really uh, Very heart. Yeah. For all these people to come up IRL and say how much they like our work and how much they like us. And, uh how much they like what we do and uh we handed out goodies we had some merch i had business i had my business cards i had Uh, signed a few things i had exactly as many buttons the button pins as i needed the last person got the last button pin nice so you didn't have to like i didn't have to like there didn't have to be like one or two guys was like ah sorry you were just too late here's just a sticker yeah the uh, one thing that I realized, if we're going to keep doing this, uh, I need to, like, work on my signature for my fake name. Yeah. yeah. I was, like, struggling. I was like, oh, I don't normally write balp on anything. <laughs> so I was talking about, like, having to write something in cursive. It's like, I don't think I've had to write something in cursive that wasn't my name since I was in elementary school. Yeah. I still got it somehow. Mine I, was okay. It was passable. I because I'm a military brat, I stopped trying a long time ago and I do have a doctor's signature now. That's pretty much it. It's like I've got what I signed for me at the bank. Whenever I pay yeah. on my card. It's like that Oh, I'm getting medicine at the store. I'm gonna just scribble my name. There's nothing else that anyone needs to identify my writing as. I mean, you yeah. don't need to have cursive for your signature. If I had to write something, I just... That's it true. Was, it was just L-O-G, plain old capital letters. It just has to be, like... Yeah, I think it just has to be recognizable. But yeah, we did the fan meetup. I met some cool people that I've always wanted to meet uh, in person because they had only existed on the computer up until now. Yeah. Um, I did a little work for Item Label. And then the rest of the con for me was really just hanging out with friends, hanging out with you guys, hanging out with the, uh, some of the mods, uh, our mods who showed up to, to you know. Yeah. And we had a great time. And I also ate, of course, me being me, I got to brag about all the dope meals we had. All the dope meals you had. I had a mini girlfriend vacation, so I wasn't there for like, I was there for the literal last meal. Meals? No, I had good you meals, but... Good- you were at a lot of times. I remember that one. We went to the place on the pier. 
I remember going yes. back to the hotel and you all ordered like fucking Domino's. It was like it was what a juxtaposition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we, yeah. We were just out there living the high life. We went to we went to a, we went to a restaurant with a tasting menu. I ain't made yes. of money, buddy. I mean, but you're on vacation. I, I, it's I always, it's here's true. the most expensive thing I bought was was the Turkish Donner, and that was like twenty bucks a pop, and that was fucking worth Damn. it because it was so fucking good. Our the 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 we went to a restaurant. I'll name drop it. Why not? Yeah. yeah uh, okay, the restaurant cares? we went to was called Pier Four. Uh, was sorry, it's called Wood. It was called Wood Hills on Pier Four. And it was the most expensive restaurant we ate at the entire trip it was a three-course meal though uh, most expensive restaurant most expensive restaurant i've ever ate at in general damn um and yeah it was one of those restaurants where you sit down the waiter or the waitress knew everything and had recommendations and it was you we had to pick it was you had to pick three courses and oh my god yeah it was three courses the food reco- was amazing three courses recommended last one and they like all formed a table like Here's the butchery that we get all our meats from. It's yeah, like, yeah, they cited say, they cited their source. They named the pig. <laughs> <laughs> they cited their source. Oh, and there no. was a there's a list of farms that you knew that the meat would come from. Yeah, I we saw the pig we ate in the face. That <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They didn't do that, but it was like it was so dope. And uh, I'm not I'm I'm not trying to be like oh oh ha 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 oh ha 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 you guys had Domino's and we had a fine dining but it was uh it was delicious you kind of went out I didn't of, even I eat saw it. you ordered the tots at the Domino's it was like you kind of oh yeah they didn't get eaten some of the stuff that was like I think three people tried the tots, tots with, with yeah ranch sauce on it and that was a meal. That was fine. It's fine. It's I fine. Didn't, I didn't even know. I didn't even know there was a Domino's anywhere that would deliver to downtown. I'm surprised with me. I had a lot of foodie fun, but also I was like foodied out. I was like, yeah, I'm not a foodie. I don't eat a lot. Uh, even at that restaurant, I was like, that was so good. I felt like I was gonna like Yoshi story commercial explode by like course <laughs> two. It was it. Uh, there is this. There is this uh, preconception. And I don't know where it comes from that, like, if you eat at a fancy restaurant, the portions are all going to be really tiny and you're never going to get full because, you know, it's, it's, I don't know where that comes from because I was very full after that restaurant. The first night we went to that, like, seafood restaurant and it was, like, kind of, like, tapas-ish where it's, like, here's this, like, octopus, but it's, like, here, everyone at the table can pick at it, but you're not, it's, like. It's for everyone yeah. at, t- at the table to order, like, three things and, like, yeah. eat it all together instead of, like, one person eats a dish and, like, yeah. just eats that. Well, speak for yourself, because my, my cheese pile did the job. You have, you, oh, my God, your foie gras. Your no, foie no, foie no. Foie no, it was steak tartare. It's, it's, uh, it's ethical. No foie gras involved. Uh, however, they did smother it in so much Parmesan. Maybe that's unethical. It literally looked like a whole <laughs> block was shredded. Yeah, off. I would have eaten that shit. It looks, I it looks like that. they had to like t- they had to like drain an entire cow to produce the amount of cheese necessary. You got a whole wheel's worth. Yeah, I got a wheel's worth. If I ever go back there, that's what I'm gonna. Get. It's something that <laughs> I would. I I want. Cheese. It's something that I wouldn't eat again. Uh, it's the. T- I feel like if you eat too much of that, you'll just get sick. Um. 
And I was like, I was on the edge. I was on the edge there, finishing that off. But, uh, but it yeah. was good. Gotta say, it was good. But yeah, it was, it wasn't just the food that we ate, though. It was really nice to just see, to just like eat meals with friends and, and have a lot of especially, fun. It was a lot especially of fun. funny meals. Yeah. Like, mush- yeah, I love funny meals. Like, like mush- mushrooms that taste like dinosaur. It's, it's it's that wait what was cultural that bonding experience that fucking Anthony Bourdain shit of like everyone oh the mushrooms the sautéed mushrooms what do you mean they tasted they like, tasted like dinosaur meat <laughs> like that that was like a that was like a that was a brawny flavor right there all right confirmed by law Miyataki mushrooms taste like uh taste like dinosaur meat you hyped up the Tier thirteen or whatever called like because you saw Wood Hills Wood Hills because you looked up pictures of it online and saw like spaghetti and pasta and were like I want to eat the that looks like a Dark Souls food I want to eat that the Dark Souls meal was the best thing I had all yeah it was it was good straight though, up like, you just kept insinuating this place has the Dark Souls meal and I don't know what the fuck you were talking <laughs> yeah, about like, we were hacked up about the Dark Souls meal I don't know. At some point, at some point, we started calling it the Dark Souls meal while we were at the restaurant, and I and like we we were like, oh, we got embarrassed because I'm pretty sure the waitress could hear. I us. didn't get embarrassed. I took a bite and said, "Bonfire lit." <laughs> <laughs> I like can't even remember what I ate for the most part. I had that donner. I ordered some ramen. Most because most of the time I just had okay, so sent straight to well. the hotel room so I could just relax. You ate well, yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, I didn't stay with you guys, but I don't no. know. See, my, I, my, I wanted to, I wanted to eat out. My thing was, I wanted to fucking relax and enjoy this trip at my own pace, as opposed to the 2018 world. Like true. you said, where it's like yeah. 16 fucking people getting dragged around all at the same time. It was, you know, I'm going to do my thing with my girlfriend and that's about it. I bet at least some of them are definitely listening. And I gotta say, uh, I didn't even know this, but our mods are like party animals. They're cool. They're yeah. not. They're not lame nerds. Uh, they're fucking dope. Shouts out to all of you. Uh, if well, if you're if you're listening, I, some of them are. I know. I yeah, know they, some I of know, the mods. Yeah. Like, I know Pochi listens to the yeah. podcast, and I think a few. Hi. Uh, hi. Yeah. If you're <laughs> <laughs> hello. I don't know who among the mods listen, so whatever. You know who you are. But damn, our mods are dope. They're party animals. Who yeah, we thunk? we went bowling and there was a fucking blast. We went to the, this Korean restaurant. I'm definitely going back there because it was fucking. Oh wild. yeah, the, the the there's a is is honestly like one of the few times that we are all together at the same place at the same time. I oh, I yeah. I missed going there. Because we I, okay. I'm with, I was supposed to like meet up with you. The mod team was all going, and it's like we're gonna go. It's like. Give me a minute. I'm having a poop disaster, and I'll catch up with Bob once he contacts me. And then you, you just test it. Like we're here. Yeah, you guys left poor Eric behind. Yeah, like okay, didn't even okay, bother to contact okay. him. That, see, that wasn't okay. We were me. talking about it. We were talking about it, and I do not take responsibility because, like, <laughs> he was in the bathroom, and Oki specifically said that. Oki specifically said. Oh, I talked to Arard, and he said he was going to come down later, and it just never happened. You were too busy pooping. I guess, but I could have come down later, but I had to, like, travel to the soju place, but it's like, I 
I still would have had to, like, I could have hopped on the train to go and do that, but it was like, oh, you just all are gone. I'll meet up when you go to the next bar, which I didn't also realize would happen, like, three hours later. Oh, I'm sorry, Aurora. I'm sorry you had a poop disaster, and I'm sorry. It's okay. I still did shit. I just got to (laughs) do shit on my own in Boston. I got to go down to the pier and see rich people's boat go around, you know? Yeah, lost in New York. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, oh yeah, Home Alone yeah, so too. I got to meet a pigeon lady and learn a valuable lesson. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that place was just really funny. Because every time there was a birthday, they had a special birthday celebration. And their special birthday celebration was to uh, have all the speakers in the restaurant start playing DJ Snake birthday song. They Yeah, Parisian version. And they'd come out with these glow sticks and they would just like do like a dance and then the bass would drop and it would be like blowing out the speakers. And yeah, like the the room went dark and it's it's your birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> there were three birthdays that night. I swear to god, there were three birthdays that night. They did that shit three times. Yeah, That's good. fucking funny. Yeah, I need to go back to this restaurant. Um, because when we sat down, it was a normal restaurant, and then 30 minutes later, as we're eating our food, the entire vibe, like, changes. They dim the lights, like, they start blasting, like, they, like, all the screens go from generic sports to, like, music videos, and it's, like, it's all, like, rap and, like, club music. And, like, it basically almost turns into... It pretty much turns into a club, but you're still sitting there eating Yeah, there was your a, disco, a disco ball started going, and laser lights started going everywhere, but nobody was, like, dancing or anything. Everyone's just at their table. Right, because it's a restaurant. You're eating your food, like... It's very, or at very least confusing. we were eating our food. Yeah, I mean, nobody got up. I mean, I did not see anybody trying to uh, bust out whenever there was a disco ball. Then <laughs> wasn't even happy that it was your their birthday. <laughs> They're really pissed. the 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 good fun I had was when a lot of us, I think it was most of us, were at, uh, like I said, that bowling alley. When we went, we when we went. Okay, I say it's a bowling alley, but it was a bar with a bowling alley. We thought it was a bar and a bowling alley, but they were fucking like you were bowling. You turn around one hundred eighty degrees, and the bar's right there. Yeah, it's a very compact building. Yeah, it's a. It seemed like a constant thing in Boston. It's something that I definitely don't like. And how it's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. we can we can have multiple things happening in one building. Uh, we only need the walking space to be wide enough for one person. It's we can do both. It's yeah, fine. that I was not very pleased with. <laughs> that place, that place in particular, is just really small. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I could tell. They don't even have small. the whole building. There's like a theater on the second floor that they share it with. Like it's a really oh. small place. Um. So that yeah, that place was like, all, was like very cramped. I could just only imagine. I mean, it's a second story bowling alley. I can only imagine. Yeah, what that's like it's for the poor person on the else. first floor. Yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm pretty sure the first floor is like just a like regular store. And I know. I'm not, willing to bet that, like, when one closes, the other starts up. It wasn't, I know, it was not open when we were there. I'm just saying, I imagine what it's like any other day of the week. It was already popping off, like, went to an, any other gaming-themed club in downtown. It was just kind of like, 
the like packed to the gills, you know. Yeah. Every yeah. other, every other individual after party group. Because we tried Not to do even the like the after too. party group. This is like the versus was before. Fucking, yeah, versus. Like I had to, I had to leave just because I was getting too like it was too hot in there. It was. I was in there for all of like three minutes. I was there for like an hour by myself before y'all showed up, just like eating a microwave pretzel that was I didn't know was also Mr. B burger. <laughs> yeah, it was like a ghost kitchen. It for was. Mr. A, it was a burger. Bar, it's like gamer bar that also functioned as a ghost kitchen, but I was like, whatever. They, they, it's fine, but there seemed pretty cool. The guys were playing, like, modded, like, Smash Bros. Ultimate, like, on the... Oh, like there was one... Okay, so what... Someone, in the, the, someone, the, 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 someone at the bar... They were playing Tekken 7 when I showed up, and but they switched it to... Some dude was wanted to switch it to play Elden Ring by the time everyone showed yeah. up. It was like, bro, I could do pre-Sentinel level 1, trust me. So... Someone, someone like yeah. So for for reference, this is an art. This is a bar that has like consoles and like arcade machines. And it's just literally they... a bar. Any any picture any sports bar, but instead of sports where there's sports, there's uh Mario Kart Eight instead. There's just a yeah. PS5. The fun. It was really funny because they were playing a multiplayer game, and then someone switched it to just start playing Elden Ring. And I'm pretty sure someone told me like, "Yeah, people are getting mad at that guy because someone was like, yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, I, someone, I was, someone I was, was like, hey, you could be playing a multiplayer game, bro. Yeah, like there are people that are just getting like they were just like uh, dejected that somebody was playing Elden Ring, and it's like, oh, you could have been playing like any kind of four player game, but." <laughs> Whoever did that is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Power move. Love. I don't know. It was a fresh file, too. They were beating uh, White Mask Vara. <laughs> they were beating Tree Sentinel, level one. They can do it. Come on. Versus, Another versus was I got it. so fucking packed that I left immediately. Yeah, I, I've known about that place, but I have not. That was my first time going there, like, because I, I don't know, I've just never been there. And, like... The ventilation was bad. That was the if they had better ventilation, so it wasn't just like insanely hot. Like I had to, like I said, I had to like stand outside just because I was like I felt like it, I like I was sweating. You're saying like mm. I, I, you, it's funny you described the mod team as like the more party centric group, and I feel like that shines when we give an example of just like this is a bar on Friday. Like it, to be fair, this was the gamer bar in the gamer con. But it's still yeah. yeah. I'm just not. I'm inherently not a bar guy, though. Like that. That like I said, when we went bowling, that was fun. We did some pool. They had a fucking club remix of like a hundred different songs, all going at the same BPM, so they were fucked up. That was cool. But I'm not a bar guy. When we left, when I left versus, I went back to the hotel room and lay down in bed and turned on HGTV. Yeah, that was a cool vibe. But also, I think we made the point that it would be easier. To have just kind of like any kind of like after party set up in the hotel room if you genuinely wanted to play like yeah. a four player multiplayer yeah. game with your buddies. We we had like the mod set up like a PS2 in like the hotel and it was like that was a cool kind of thing for like just to yeah, do. Yeah, I played after. wrestling with a DDR mat. Yeah. I'm not a party animal, but I could party. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. No, it, that makes but, sense. I, uh, 
I, I, I can definitely, like, turn it on and have fun, turn on party mode and have fun, but I do also just get tired easily. I also don't drink, so it helps that, like, I'm not, that's also why I'm not a bar person, I don't drink. But versus yeah. is different, when there's, like, stuff to do aside from just sit at the bar and drink, even if it's just, like, I don't know, darts or something. See, initially some of us were like, hey, we should do, like, round one or something, not knowing that there's not a single round one in downtown Boston. Round ones don't exist in the middle of the city. You have to go way further. Yeah, out. no, it was like like half an hour out. But yeah, it sounds like everyone had a fun, 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 fun PAX trip. Yeah, I enjoyed Hooray it. To fr- Hooray to, to friends. friends. It was Hooray to friends. to see old friends and new. It was great to go see gamers that I know and gamers that I don't know. It was cool to see the TF2 cast. It wasn't cool to stand in the line for over three and a half hours. It's a very, I it's mean, a very humbling, ex- it's a very humbling experience that was both kind of like at the con. You guys, guys, kind of like people who are so hyped to. I remember like the meetup. You said like people were so hyped to see you. Some like really shy people coming out of their shell, like really, like yeah, yeah, humbled to see you. And it's like it's really cool for that. And we, we there are people like that at the con too, where it's like. I think my most extraordinary story was I was sitting down at the food court. Like I just got a, a big hot dog from a tree, the truck outside, and went back to sit down and fucking uh, right after the panel, the TF2 voice actors panel, the ad- announcer and his hus- their husband, the sniper. I forget what their genuine names are. Ellen McLean, <laughs> Ellen McLean, and John Patrick Laurie. John Patrick Laurie just uh, sat down. Uh, in the, the, the t- and sniper. They sat down at the table next to me just to be like eating chill and eating their food after like a pizza slice i didn't want to bother them because as soon as they sat down the persons who were also sitting next to them also were just like oh my god it's you please take a video for me and it's like they were all really Bro, sweet they just about want to that. eat man they were all super sweet about it they did all that shit but they were also just got like thanks for being friends okay bye I, we gotta do this we we gotta do this we have, we have, thing. we have our autograph at five we'll see you all then it's like yeah See, it was it's 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 a humbling. It's like we've got a. I'm just chilling next to them, and they're they're cool. What surprises me is that there's a. I'm pretty sure they there's like private areas. They did. There was another person that came up. I was like, we got a private area. You we all you all could settle into. It's like no, we're good. Yeah, chilling out here. It's the convention center's really huge. I've probably not been to. Something that Philly Convention Center is its own older beast. I've been there to, but I've only ever been there to get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> I was in uh oh, what the fuck is it called? The Thomas and Max Center in Vegas. Uh, that was where I graduated high school. Uh, and other than PAX, that's the only other convention center I've been to. Wow, how much influence do those two little cartoon rabbits have in fucking Vegas? What? You completely lost on me. That's Chippendale. Never mind. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Never mind. Hey, if you're listening and you get it, you get it. Forget it. Don't worry about uh, it. Uh, anyway. <laughs> what the fuck was I saying? Oh, uh... Uh, when I went to go see the, when I finally got up to that fucking table to see them, and, uh, it was fucking, the first person up was Heavy's voice actor, 
Gary Schwartz. He looks he looks me dead in the eye, and is the first time I think it was the first time in my life where I just just like, oh fuck, what do I do? <laughs> do I say something? Oh, you got huh? starstruck. You didn't a know little what bit. To say? No, a little bit. And then he he said because he like pointed out that mask, that face mask I was wearing. He's like, oh, nice smile, and it's like, all right, step back to reality, and then. It's all good from he, there. He looked at you dead in the eye and he said, it's Brown. It is Brown. <laughs> I, I was going to make him say that, but I was like, uh, I was spent three and a half hours here. I just want my signature and to go sit down. But yeah, they, they were all very nice. Ellen McClain gave me some very, very sweet words. They're all very good people. And then, but it was funny then when we did the, the meetup and then there's somebody walking up to me in the same fashion of like, shaking and nervous like bro i'm just some dipshit yeah, on the internet see, yeah you got to see both yeah, sides people pull, don't, don't swear. yeah people pulling up their sister on facetime so that they can talk to you yeah i think that, yeah yeah the sweetest one of the sweetest ones was one of the sweetest people was they weren't a fan but their sister or their sibling was a fan and they had they were like they're like oh they're not here but i'm here and uh, they were the person was cosplaying Co- Jolene Cujo, <laughs> so it was really funny <laughs> to have this cosplayer roll up. It's like, hey, I'm not the fan, but my siblings a fan, and they fucking love you guys. So here we're FaceTiming. Yeah, that was very sweet. I like the person um, that was there with their mom, who was also a fan. Yeah, that was also <laughs> awesome. Uh, so no guarantees. I don't want to. You know, if you're listening to this, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's going to happen absolutely for sure. But, like, I don't know. like 95%. Us, yeah, like, I think everyone who attended, including Scorpio, who's not here because he was busy. He couldn't make it today. But, like, all of us, including Scorpio, like, the entire weekend, we were like, yeah, we want to, we should do a panel. We, we should do a panel. Like, yeah, we should do a panel. A I think it's in our panel. minds now. We really want to do a panel. Because we were kind of tossing the idea around for this year, but, like, people were busy. It, people yeah, had things they were going yeah. on. I couldn't afford it. Da, da, da. You we know. Get, we could get all of our big names to show up. And I don't think, it was not even less that, but also just, like, I feel like we, we didn't know the criteria of how much could fit into a panel. But I feel like we saw the and panels that were there and the selection that were there. It's like the barrier of entry the bar isn't is as, not the, the bar is not as high as we think yeah. we could clear. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry if this was your panel or if you thought this panel was fun, but uh if let's debate the best Mario game can get a panel, then we can too. <laughs> it, the so. cons are always yeah, filled with panels like yeah. that. Well, like, just like some of the dev panels are just kinda like we're just all our friends and we're just Showing off like the shit we're talking about. I saw that's new, what I saw like new the uh, new Bloods panel with Yanni and like Apogee and Night Dive, just saying like here's all our uh, quote unquote boomer shooters that we're that we worked on and how cool it is that we still make money off of like basically do mod heritage. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, like I said, no guarantees because. Who knows what happens, but that's a year. That's a year is a long time. I want to do a panel next year, and every, I think, I think have, every one of us make do. it happen. We all yeah. want to do a panel. There's a few of us that are more keen on it than others. Scorpio is like dying to do a panel. I I'm with Scorpio. I want to do a panel. I it do too. Fun. I'm fucking dying to do a panel too. It doesn't look like it's too. It's it doesn't look like like if we pull money together. 
it doesn't look like it's out of our reach. I think it's like a thousand dollars. Like, come on, the bar is so low. If people could be, if people could go up and be like, let's let's debate which is the best let's Mario game. Pokemon. Let's let's get, draw let's, Pokemon. Let's debate the best RTVS member. Who's who's yeah, in Goblin Tier? Mira. Uh, Mira, yeah. and there are, yeah, join our panel, and you will enter be entered into the raffle automatically to be in the fuck a fan contest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Well, I'm as a, I, as the one person who lives in Boston, I want to thank you all for visiting my beautiful city. If you would, if you were, I didn't get the chance to list off my wish list games that I got from. Oh, right. Yeah. Go do that. Max was cool in the fact that, like, I could just wander around for, like, the whole place and do, like, the laps around, like, four times and be like, wow, four hours have passed. And I just, like, didn't even get to see any for everything. So, I played. Anyway. Speaking of boomer shooters, the new, there's a fucking Warhammer one called Bolt Gun that was, I waited in line for, that was really dope. Uh, you know, it's literally just, like, do like, end of level stuff where it's, like, did this many secrets and you got this many key cards and it's like very faithful to that while also being like I'm not a Warhammer nerd but they're at least cool enough with the IP to know that uh, shooting things with big meaty guns is a fun thing uh Wild Frost comes out in like I don't know when this would be published but like on April 12th which is like a fun little card roguelike deck builder card battler reminds me of like uh, Slay the Spire, but also, like, uh, has, like, city management, has, like, the post-roguelike, like, full, like, long-term commitment, and that seemed really fun. Uh, Street Fighter Six again, was there. That looks like a was very it fun game. the same old build? It's the same build. I probably, same build as, like, the closed beta. They're supposed to have a, an open beta Alleg- at the end of this month. Allegedly, Allegedly. We will see. But still, it looks like Street Fighter Six looks very far along and looks very fun to for me to play. Who has I I bought Mirror's very old fight stick that like I still I've probably not played more than twenty hours of a single fighting game. So like I probably will pick that up when it comes around if people are playing it. Depending if people get into that or Tekken Eight. Uh, I played the new Alien Hominid Invasion that looked interesting. Uh, I played. What the big mode published the game Animal Nest or whatever that seemed Animal Well Animal Well seemed it looked interesting but I always also was like five minute timer of it so it was like damn oh I can only get so far that played uh Xeno Tilt the secret the sequel to Demons Tilt which is like this crazy cyberpunk esque pinball bullet hell. Which Weird. is an insane concept as it plays, which is very cool for someone who doesn't play pinball game. The Necro Dancer like spin off. See, I I played like fifteen minutes of that. There was like a quick little campaign, and then I like turned the notch up to ultra high, and then it was like, okay, this game is actually kind of challenging for even less like a four a rhythm heaven kind of spin off. Anton Blast was there. I didn't play that, but that. A classic. Didn't play it. Classic. Didn't play it. Classic. Classic's not uh, out yet. 
Oh, you know what? I didn't play it, but Pochi did, and I was right next to her. But uh, I did get to see up close the new Cult of the Lamb update that they they got going on. Yeah, and that that looks fucking dope. It it's gonna. I don't want to say it's gonna be on par with Binding of Isaac because that game is like fucked at this point with how much shit's going going on with it. But it 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 doubles the complexity. That game is is its own beast, and like it is fun because of how much bullshit is in it it's like crammed to the i like how crammed to the gills of like there's 700 <laughs> different items and they basically none of them tell you what they do yeah anyway a lot of cool stuff but it just all reminded me of that good gamers comic where it's like that's some really fun games when can i play them and it's like well you'll just have to wait until they're really rats well rats. i got the high score in the mina the hollower demo so I'm the nice. I'm the mouse game aficionado. It's official. Uh, well, I I got to make a penguin chase a fish shaped light at the aquarium. So well, you know. all right. Well, you're a penguin game aficionado, but yeah, two two different things. I got to the <laughs> fan gamer booth and I got uh the Hollow Knight grub pluck pulled out <laughs> for so long, and now I squeeze it and it could. Yeah, well, I went to the, I went to the fan gamer booth and I gave them my merch. Yeah, I felt like a baller. Yeah, that felt, I felt dope. Like, I felt like this pack made me feel like I didn't work at a convention. You know, I didn't work. We didn't have like a booth or anything, but you I felt like a baller because I went to so many booths and like some employee would be there and be like, oh hey, you know, would go through the spiel because you know, of course, people right? went to sleep. Yeah. And then I would be like, no, 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 I'm here to drop this thing off. Bye. Yeah, people went to see you, and then people were you posted you were there, and people were like, I'm, even for like item labels, like that was like a different avenue that you were there for. You were there for dipping your toes for three funds for business and for pleasure, you know. Yeah. You, you were posted on the item label like their stuff, and even though it was half of. A, Spoiler, half of the people in the video were plants from our mod team. Because <laughs> it's funnier if they're if you can plant it's it. It's funnier right? if you can at least let's like plant it out, but also people saying like, Oh, we missed you, I didn't know you were gonna be there. It's like well we're just extremely impromptu by itself. Well Dante yeah. really Maybe was there. We, Dante, Dante really, really was there. Yeah, Dante was really there. They were really were playing super Son- Sonic Adventure Battle. For a long time. Yeah, those were real people. <laughs> but that's cool. A cool enough concept to be to see it again. Yeah, we're all just like Boston is a fun enough city and fun enough stuff that hopefully will exist as in the next a year. as a as as the Boston resident of the group. I want to thank you and anybody who listened and attended Paxis for visiting this uh, lovely city. I'm glad you guys had fun. I had a great time, but I. I, I... Listen, you. I always say this too. You, I live in a another New England city that's full of old American heritage. If you ever want to see the Bet Ross flag in Philadelphia, <laughs> yeah, I want to visit Philly. I have. I need to. I really want to travel more this year. Well, I live in the blood. I live in the bloodstained mire. I think Magfest is here. <laughs> <laughs> we have pa- We have Apex here, but we have Pax Unplugged, which was. Just tabletop that's, games. That's I can... nothing. I never give a fuck about. No, I'd like. Can I have I... a friend that goes to that every year. I I'm considering it because I play Magic. Now. It's a cool. I don't know. Cool thing, but also I think tabletop is such a high buy-in. You saw so many. I saw so many like extravagant like 
custom-made oh, dice God, yeah. and, like, custom craftwork tables with, like, secret compartments and, like, tabletop, like, cabinets for you. People, people bring in, like, you want to play your full Warhammer, like, 400k figurines in there, and it's like, I'm on Poverty Gaming, I pay, I pay a hundred, I, I, I spend more budget for food on this trip than I did for video games, and even then, like, I'm excited to, I'm excited to buy a $20 Steam game in a month. I was pretty surprised walking around how many, how many times I would just, like, come across something, and it's like, it's like a, it's like a steampunk booth made out of wood, and just, like, craft materials and stuff, and it's like, oh, yeah, we sell dice. Well, yeah. uh, I'm looking around, it's like, yeah, it's dice, there's different kinds. Reach in and grab a bag full. $80 per dozen. Well, yeah, there were there were a lot of there were a lot of people uh selling dice. Bob, you know you want to know what my first experience was as soon as I got off the bus in Boston? What? I had to take a massive piss, so I went I ran to the bathroom and as I'm in there pissing, I hear somebody wander in going like, "Why do we do this? Why are we killing them? Why is America killing them? Why do we do this?" He just kept shouting shit like that and he was like oh, kind of wan- yeah, he was wandering into the, the corner of the room and yeah. That's the bus station. That's that's gonna be like that. I was. That's what I figured I would encounter. So I was this pretty happy. This didn't with that. happen until after PAX. But just to give you a, you know, as wonderful as this city is, uh, as wonderful as this city is, I think like last weekend I was out getting a pizza, and there were people. There were a bunch of white guys who were probably day drinking. In a car, cruising around in, like, a fucking... I don't know what car it was. But they ran a red light. And while they were running a red light, one of the guys stuck, like, his whole torso out at, like, a car that, like, wanted to go. But, you know, they were fucking ruining shit on the road and just proceeds to shout out the F-slur at them. Bro, I I remember, like, walking around. I think when you were all at the Soju place, I just, like, went and walked out on the pier. And, like, someone, like... They didn't even get in an accident. I think they just, like, stopped short at a red light or something like that. Dude literally stopped their car, unbuckled their seatbelt, stepped out to yell at this fucking guy who cut him short. And just, like... <laughs> yeah. I, I'd say Boston drivers are different, but, I mean, like, I think any sit... I Why didn't that... Boston like, drivers any, are different. I wouldn't... You couldn't pay me to fucking drive on those roads. I, I'd say Philly drivers are different. New York City drivers are different. But then also Texas drivers are different. I think there's just a psychosis about... I, I take the bus everywhere, and I I have cut yeah. the car psychosis out of my body. And I'm seeing it as an outsider in, and it's like... I think just being a two-ton motorized vehicle gives you... A new kind of god world. complex. Give, it gives you a new kind of chemical that has never been introduced into the mammalian say, nervous system. I will say, having been a passenger on the Texas highway multiple times now, that that shit is like is like driving through an MC Escher painting. Like, yeah, no, the- you you look around and it's just like, wow, it really is just like a fucking rat's nest. Of, Philly's, of ri- Philly's highway grid system of a city has been is perfect for like you ever go to old city it's like this place was invented for the horse-drawn carriage and not much else that's boston there's so much fucking like one-way streets where people out like have to drive park their cars on the sidewalk to like make sure that they're still 
a path for cars to see. It's go fucked through. up. Boston is like everybody drives like they're in bumper cars, and it's fucking right. crazy. It, but All when right, I we're fucking not, we're not even we're not even talking about packs anymore. No, yeah, right. no, we're done. I can hard I can times on Front Street. There's hard, hard times <laughs> on Milk Street. I'll see you on Milk oh, Street. Oh, Scorpy's not here, but Scorpy, his favorite thing about Boston is the street names. I mean, we There's all Friend got... Friend Street and Milk Street. We both Street. saw it. We saw Friend Street coming in. We saw Milk Street. Summer School Street. Summer Street. School Street. They, they, they said it was just like, this is how the city was planned. It's like, this is the 18th century. This is where the street, the school was. So, of course, that's where the school street is. Yeah. That's where the dairy was. This is the road for summer. This is the road for winter. They're so quaint. They're all called Street, too. There's no avenues or drives or anything like that it's all just school street because they're not wide enough the hotel was parked right near the site of the boston massacre so i could just i i very much could just like take a step out my apartment and hit my vape pen and be like this is where the revolutionary war started yeah i mean (laughs) we we can walk down the street and like as soon as you step out of the hotel you could just like walk a couple steps and then look on the other side of the street and there would definitely be a tour guide a tour guide dressed as paul revere yelling and talking about a historic building to an audience of old people yeah yeah we walked outside and pointed at thomas jefferson i think you could go outside and point at thomas jefferson Grave to Tomer Tomer Jefferson Tomer Jefferson was definitely Tom or Jefferson yeah Tom or Jefferson and there was a big old Ben Franklin all right we're we're done here thank you thank you gamers. bye have you a good time bye 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 sweet dreams. Bye. <laughs>